direct from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. I'm kin to the roving wind that brings another in. Along that dusty trail, I take up my stand. Years are big and bold, and the nights are often cold. But I'll be fine as long as I can throw that rope, ram that cap, dream of a girl in a photograph. I got no home, I got no wife. I'll be doggone cowboy all of my life. I'm up at the crack of dawn. Somehow my work is never free When I get done at night All the stars are big and bright But then it's kind of what you used to When you throw that rope Ram that cap Dream of a girl in a photograph I got no home I got no wife I'll be a doggone cowboy song doggone cowboy well yesterday morning i got up and it was minus five and so we are having a warming trend here in nashville today when i got up this morning it was 18 degrees and i was recalling that it was not too many months ago when we were talking with friends out in texas who were frying eggs on the hood of their car and this time we're making snow cone out here in our yards in nashville so the weather is, is a changing, but anyway, a lot of a lot of fun. Hey, I was going through today and looking at some events that happened in country music in the past. 1941, Bobby Goldsboro had a string of hits, and he was born in 1941. His classic song was Honey, 
and it uh, sold over a million copies in the United States. In 1955, you may know this guy, this is Kevin Costner. Kevin was born in 1955, and of course he's been starring in the series Yellowstone, and uh, that has opened up a lot of doors for new movies and uh, new music in all genres right now. So that was kind of interesting. Red Sovine, Pat Boone's father-in-law, was uh, number one on the U.S. country charts with Giddy Up and Go, which is the tale of an emotional father-son reunion at a highway truck stop. And American comedian Minnie Pearl recorded an answer version titled Giddy Up, Go, Answer. So those are just a few of the interesting things that have happened on this day in the past. We have a fantastic show for you today. Joining us is a good friend of ours for the Campfire Cafe, Mr. Jim Jones. And we're going to be listening to a great new album of his called Storyteller, Tales from the West. And then on Saddle Up America, we'll be visiting with the founder and the director of Freedom Reigns Ranch, just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song from Jim and his new album. It's called Rockin' Chair. When we come back, we'll be talking with Jim today on the Campfire Cafe. If I had a good rockin' chair, I could stop and rest a while. Let my pony graze in the meadow while I drift down the night. If I had a good rocking chair, I could sail the seven seas To the land of Kulikon, maybe learn to speak Chinese If I had a good rocking chair If I had a good rocking chair, I'd float higher than a cloud Look down upon the prairie, I'd shout my name out loud if I had a good rocking chair, I could dream of one true love. She wouldn't care if I'm lazy, she would fit me like a glove. If I had a good rocking chair. Sometimes you want to stay still, just taking your life in. Sit and smile, rock a while, and get on up again. Life would be so sweet, it would 
if I had a good rocking chair. You just have to be careful and not catch Ruby's tail under that thing, you know. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. How are you That's doing? Me. I'm How doing good. Doing? How are you doing? Are you, you are you surviving the cold? We're doing okay out here. I'm looking at blue skies <laughs> out my window. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh. Well, I'll I'll tell you in a couple of days. I'm, what were they talking about today on the news? People are starting to get cabin fever. And uh, yeah. and I think that's happening in my house. The girls were talking this morning about, oh, let's go out and get some coffee somewhere. They love to go to these little coffee shops that are kind of cool. And I said, um, take a look at the roads. Maybe you don't want to yeah. go do that today. You know, maybe you need to yeah. wait a day or two. But anyway, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. Everybody's staying warm. We've got water. We've got heat. And, uh, and we're here in Nashville. But oh, we're going to talk, we are going to talk about this great album, Storyteller, Tales from the West. And uh, tell us, Jim, how long this was in the works before it went into production. Uh, I came up with the idea, the concept, a couple of years ago, at least two years ago, um, and started working on songs, uh, and then uh, started recording with my producer, Merrill Brigante, there outside of Austin, uh, about a year and a half ago. So we've been working on it uh, and, and putting a lot of time and a lot of thought into it. Um, it's, uh, I really, it was one day I kind of realized when I was trying to figure out what I was going to do that day and couldn't decide whether to work on a book or a, or a song or that, that I'm not any one thing. I'm really, if I'm any one thing, it's a storyteller. And that's where yeah. the idea came from. Is that that's that's what I do. And then the then the next thing was there's so many stories about the West that people have never heard. You know, they know everything ad nauseum about Billy the Kid, but there's a whole lot more interesting stuff that happened, and that's happening today. And so I made a point of working with some folks, and we came up with people that you hadn't heard of, but who have really interesting stories and. That that's that was the premise behind the whole thing. Well, it's a it's a great great album, and uh, and you wrote you co-wrote with quite a few people on here. Some of these folks I know pretty well, and yep. um, yeah, the next song that we're going to get to is one called "Tough Enough," and I'm kind of I'm kind of aggravated that you stole Andy and ran away from us and brought them to 
Mexico, instead of leaving them yep. three minutes down the street from me. But uh, so you wrote with Andy, and she, you've not the first time that you've written with Andy. And some great yeah, we've written a bunch of stuff. Yeah. You have, and uh, you've written with Doug Figs in the past. You and Deanna McCall, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you guys won a Wrangler together. We did, uh, 2022. Yeah. Great song with her, with uh, Miriam Funk. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the list goes on. And, of course, Alan Chapman, who is just, uh, just one cool dude. So we've got to get Alan yep. back here to Nashville. So how did how did you decide who to write with on all of these songs? And how did you pick out the songs for the album? Well, it was a... Uh... It was kind of complicated at times. I mean, some of it is I picked someone I wanted to write a song with. Like with Andy Renfrey, I I got in touch with her and said, let's write a song together. I'm doing, I had the concept for the album, and I said, let's write a song together. And she said, sure. And so we just, okay, let's think about a story that we want to tell. Well, she came back with a story with a song, Tough Enough, about Mary Jane Alexander, uh, the first woman to own a cattle ranch in north in the panhandle of Texas. And so that's how that happened. With some of the other, like with Doug, um, we found out purely by accident that we both were fascinated with the fact that uh, heavyweight champion of the world, Jack Dempsey, came from a little town, Manassa, Colorado, in southern oh. Colorado. And uh, and it's it's a real western story, even though he winds up in in New York City. <laughs> Get a rope, but uh, <laughs> uh, he, he basically prepared the first part of his life in Colorado uh, between cowboying and and getting in bar fights to become heavyweight champion of the world. And so, so it's a Western story, Um, things like that. Um, And uh, you just looking for stories. um, That that's kind of how it all happened. Wow. Wow. And and I would assume that when it gets down to it, it it gets to the point of what am I not going to include in this as well? Yeah. Right. You have so many so many great songs to choose from that you've written and have written with people that I imagine that gets to be an issue as well. Maybe, maybe, Jim, some things that we added for the next album. Get rich to come out. <laughs> I, I may have to rob a bank before I do the next album. I tell you, I, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that because now it's out there and it's so you know I'll be the number one suspect if somebody robs the bank. <laughs> but, uh, oh gosh. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> let's take a listen to Tough Enough. We're going to come back and talk more with Jim Jones today on the Campfire Cafe. All oh, Cap Rock cowgirls, tip your hat to Miss Mary Jane Alexander. First woman to start a cattle ranch in that wild Texas panhandle. She had five hungry mouths to feed when her husband abandoned died. But when life brings you to your knees, that's when you decide to be tough enough to start from scratch and make it on your own. Tough enough to stand there on the edge of the unknown. You gotta do what you gotta do when times get low. Work hard, lean on the Lord, that's what makes you tough enough. 
Taste old sweet grass and plum preserves and old whiskey jars they found. And one by one she built her herd on that hard west Texas ground. She made biscuits when the cowboys came and they taught her what they that patch of land by the Washita, their little outfit grew. Cause they were tough enough to start from scratch and make it on their own. Tough enough to stand there on the edge of the unknown. They had to do what they had to do when times got rough. Work hard, lean on the Lord, that's what makes you. In 1929, her friends and neighbors came to say one last sweet goodbye to Miss Mary Jane, a real-life Texas pioneer who bravely led the way. She became that cap rock cowgirl they still talk about today. But she was tough enough to start from scratch and make it on her own. She was tough enough to stand there on the edge of the unknown. She just did what she had to do when times got rough. She'd say, work hard, lean on the Lord. That's what makes you tough enough. Well, she'll make you tough enough. enough jim jones it's from the album storyteller tales from the west and uh you know i was listening to that song and and i was thinking back you've been a guest on the show for a a year or two now and uh (laughs) and i i know at some point in time we talked about how you got started into the the music business so how did you get started and what kind of music were you doing when you got started well without I'll, I'll give away my my age just by the era that I re- reference here, but I was in school in Austin, Texas, uh, when that thing all just broke open and went crazy with, with Willie Nelson moving to Texas, and we had Guy Clark and Towns Van Zant and all those guys, just all these Texas songwriters, and um, it's a miracle I didn't flunk out of school because I spent a whole lot more time in the establishments <laughs> where those guys were playing their music. Uh, <laughs> then I then I did studying. Uh, actually, had I mean, in, over the next few years, Nancy Griffith came along. I mean, there were so many wonderful songwriters: Robert Earl Keen, Lyle Lovett. And I just thought well, this is the coolest thing I have ever seen or heard. So I wanted to be a songwriter and started doing it. My, my first song was so bad. <laughs> I mean, the only way to go was up. <laughs> and I, I like to think I, I did go up, but that's and then. Uh, I've always been a fan of, of the West because I've always I'm a Westerner and uh, I was Roy Rogers and all all that from the time I was a little kid. So it made sense that some of the songs I would write um, were about the West and about people in the West. And um, it, it just I took 
took a little actually I took a little detour and was part of an Irish country and western band back in the 70s and 80s uh okay. in Stuart Ireland and, and uh but there's a, a and that makes a lot more sense musically than it might sound like because uh a lot of the the roots of country and western music in America come from Celtic music so that's right that's right that's right so but then you migrated to really just Western music. You know, how how did that happen? I mean, well, and you're writing. Uh, we'll talk about books in a little bit, but uh, you're really cowboy. Well, that happened uh, kind of by accident. Uh, actually, one of your buddies, uh, our, our contemporary Rick Huff, was doing a radio program, um, and I knew him actually from a – a children's video that I had made, uh, an educational video, and Rick had helped out with that. And uh, so he was telling me about the Western music scene and the Western Music Association, with no I at that time, and uh, also the mm-hmm. Academy of Western Artists. And there was another fellow here in uh, New Mexico that at that time was uh, had a radio program that was named Joe Baker. And uh, and Joe and Rick started playing some of my songs that I had recorded that were Western. And uh, I started going to the AWA conference and then the WMA conference and met all these wild and crazy people and, and had to look back. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it happened. And that's how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting when you talk with folks because um, a lot of, most of the time, well, not a but a lot of time when I have guests on the show, they come from a generation that I come from or uh, later because nobody is as old as I am anymore. <laughs> but, um, but you know, that was a time when you were not playing Western music. There, there just wasn't, it wasn't on the popular airwaves. And, uh, right. And so it's interesting when you talk with folks to find out how they went from being in a pop band or a rock band and migrated over into Western music world, and uh, you just kind of found a home there. Yeah, and uh, I know I've been I've been involved in the Western Music Association for over twenty years now, and what I've seen just grow and grow. Uh, there were some really fine songwriters in the organization already, but there's more and more of that going on where we're creating new contemporary Western music. And there's there is an audience out there. I mean, the people that like singer songwriter music are going to like what we do. They are, and uh, the interesting thing is, is that we find more and more people that are in the country music world now that are singing Western songs, or people yep. that are coming from the Western world that are bringing the West with them into the country music scene. You know, Cody Johnson, Chancey Williams, uh, Lainey Wilson. He- Ian Munsick, do you know Ian? Ian Munsick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ian, I, Ian's father, uh, Dave Munsick, is a real fine musician, and I, I saw Ian and his brother playing with Dave years ago up in Wyoming. I mean, we, we played some of the same venues, and uh, and the, he's just gone on and, and done great. And uh, still, still got, there's no ceiling. <laughs> I think he's got a big, a pretty high ceiling. I don't know where he's going to end up, but he's. And he hadn't forgotten where he came from. I mean, he's the real Well, he hadn't forgotten where he came from, and it was interesting. I was talking with Dave, and I said, uh, and he mentioned that Ian was living here in Nashville now. And I said, well, how long has he been in Nashville? He said, 10 years. I said, what? 
Ian's been here 10 years, but it's just wow. amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Well, we are going to get to some more music from this great album, Storyteller, Tales from the West. And um, this next song is a little bit different. It's one called They Dance. Can you mm-hmm. tell us about this couple that you wrote this song for? Yes, uh, Doug and Betty Carter. Uh, they, they, I've known them for 25 years. They are known all over New Mexico and Texas as some of the finest swing dancers you're ever going to see. Uh, they, they just love to dance. Um, and unfortunately, a few years ago, Doug was diagnosed with cancer, and he just hung in there for a long, long time, and, and we we are good friends, and so Susan and I would go over and visit with him, and he, uh, it's it's hard even to talk about it. He was he was so brave, and he just wanted to talk with me about the whole thing, and I'm like, I don't know, Doug, this is this is pretty scary stuff. I'm not sure I'm up to it, but I figured yeah. if he was, I'd have to be, and uh, and his wife Betty is one of the most amazing human beings in the world. And um, so I actually got I wrote this song and uh, got to play it for Doug before he passed away, which is a little over a year ago. And uh, he gave me Betty and I were just laughing the other day because I played it at a performance that she was at. And I said, amazingly, Doug didn't give me any notes or correct me because he would always correct people. (laughs) He was a real know-it-all, but he was satisfied with it. So I didn't have to make any corrections. It's uh it's hard to even sing because it's just so emotional. It's such a I mean, they're they're really my dear friends, and so it's all about their life. And but so it's uh, you can tell it's something pretty important to me. But well, you can tell, and it is a very special song. Let's take a listen to "They Dance." This is Jim Jones. You're listening to the Campfire Cafe. He noticed he smiled when he danced He noticed how her skirt would twirl From the moment he first took her hand They were the only two hearts in the world They'd both seen their share of hard times Their measure of sadness and tears But as they glided around the dance floor Their future was perfectly clear As they gazed in each other's eyes They knew this new love was worth a chance No matter the troubles or trials they'd go through In the end, they could always dance And they danced Through the rough times and good times they danced They would dance And all of their worries and troubles and fears They would pass They cling to each other Life would get better Bad times didn't stand a chance With the love that they felt Their troubles would melt The world would stand still When they danced So they waltzed across Texas, their love never faded, she was as rose of San Antonio. Through the dance halls, fiestas, and all the rest of those dance floors that they made their own. 
They'd smile, she'd twirl, they'd shut out the world Their life was what dreams are made of And the people would watch And they'd wonder how two people could be so in love For they lived in a bubble that shut out their troubles They fill it up with romance When life was a chore, they choose to ignore the pain and Lord, they would dance And they danced Through the rough times and good times they danced They would dance And all of their worries and troubles and fears would pass They'd cling to each other Life would get better, bad times didn't stand a chance With the love that they felt, their troubles would melt The world would stand still when they danced can burst, and sometimes the worst can rain down on the ones who are the best. Misfortune came calling, they felt they were falling and facing life's hardest test. The fear and the pain can tear you apart, sometimes you lose your way. But there's strength and direction, little love, sweet affection that can chase the hurting away. They decided that they would live every moment So once again she takes his hand And with the power of love They rise up once more And slowly begin to dance And they dance Through the rough times and good times they dance Oh, they dance and all of their worries and troubles and fears would pass They cling to each other, their life gets better Bad times don't stand a chance With the love that they felt, their troubles all melt The world stands still when they dance With all the love that they felt their troubles just melt The world stands still When they dance They dance Jim Jones Jim, that's a beautiful song And uh, Thank you You said they were swing dancers But I see that Song is a waltz. I could just oh yeah, just, yeah. Uh, absolutely yeah. I could visualize Doug and Betty waltzing across the, the ballroom. Yeah, great song, great song. Yeah, thank you. I, I do. I want to say that um, we wanted uh, a real strong female voice on the harmony and to almost make it feel like a duet. And uh, Sarah Pierce, who is an amazing singer songwriter and also happens to be married to the producer Merle Brigante, which helped. Um, 
thing that the harmony on that and especially that last part, it just it she just sort of took Betty's voice and and brought it to life. It was amazing. So kudos to her for sure. Well, I actually Sarah had posted on Facebook that she was gonna be listening to the show. She was looking forward to it. And uh and I said we might have a Sarah Pierce song a little bit later in the show cool. today on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. So Right. Stay tuned for that, folks. We'll have a song from Sarah Pierce on uh, Saddle of America coming up in just a little bit. Talk to us, Mr. Jones, about Bolo. Okay. Well, um, I I sort of decided to write children's books the way I decided to do everything. It's like, well, I haven't done that before, so I should. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it started uh, – this was a number of years ago, but I, we had uh, a dog, and he was a rescue. I mean, and, uh, he was the goofiest dog. He was some sort of shepherd uh, mixed with a, a Rottweiler and a, an aardvark or something. I don't know. He had a kind of a German shepherd kind of head, except his nose took a left turn at the end. <laughs> so he was, he, it was a deformity from birth. And uh, he was he was the sweetest dog, and he was big. He probably weighed ninety pounds, and he's just goofier than be. And um, so uh, I I work with a gentleman named Charlie Stewart, who's a management consultant for me. And Charlie comes up with a million ideas, and and most of them are crazy. And then every so often he hits a home run. And he said you should write a children's book and feature. Uh, your dog, and so he kind of came. It's a long story about how he ended up with, with the name Bolo, uh, but so that was the, the beginning of the of the stories. And it's a, uh, you know, it's a, try to make it a combination of uh, a fun, exciting tale about the boy in the West, along with some lessons in there. You kind of sneak them in, make it a little educational. Yeah. With but you got to sneak that stuff in. You know, kids don't want to be preached at, but it's in there. So. I guess well, Bolo, Bolo, the brave, and uh, this is this. I'm looking at the image of the true friend, and I, and this one yep. on the cover, I see uh, a young man in a wheelchair. Right. So yes, and yeah, that so was interesting. Uh, uh, Charlie is a, a brilliant fella, you here in heck, but brilliant fella, and uh, he also has been dealing with cerebral palsy since he was born. And so he said, "You, we should find a way to talk about, because there were kids with special needs back then, just like there are today. So we came right. up with this idea, and uh, I didn't know if there were wheelchairs back then, for example. And so we started researching, and sure enough, they had wheelchairs. And so it's a, a kid in a wheelchair that's on this, this um, wagon train who's getting bullied. And and then we really turn the tables on the whole thing. Bolo plays a big role in it because uh, he sort of stands up for the kid and scares off the, the other kids that are bullying him. But in the long run, the kid who is um, supposedly disabled ends up being the hero because he saves the other kid's life. And, uh, oh, wow. It's, it's a, re- a real uh, – I'm real proud of that one. It's a powerful story about, a, you know, kind of not – not underestimating someone because they have some challenges that you might not have, but um, they've been dealing with them and, and makes them tougher and smarter and stronger. So, All right. 
And and while we're talking about books, you have a whole series of moon books. And uh, yeah, how, how did that come about? You got Halo Moon, Rustler's Moon, Colorado Moon, Waning Moon. Moon. Well, how did how did the moons come about? The same kind of deal. I have a song called Rustler's Moon, and uh, it's been pretty popular. People really seem to like it, and it's it's easily twenty five, thirty years old, but. At some point, uh, I was actually driving back from Colorado down into New Mexico and going to that big empty country up there in northern New Mexico where R.W. Hampton lives. And uh, and I thought, you know, this is a bigger story than just a song. I've never written a book. Maybe I should write one. How hard could it be? <laughs> of course, it turns out wow. that it's pretty doggone hard, but uh, that's how it started. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well... They're pretty exciting, and and I will just happen to mention to you that I, quite often I have authors that send me books to look at and read. I have never gotten one, so I'll just throw that out there right now. Yeah, huh. well, I've never. Geez. <laughs> <laughs> I can take it. Oh gosh, well, how can people find your music, and how can they find your books? All of it can be found at my website. Uh, jimjoneswestern.com which is ably managed by Corey Kretzinger and uh, Midstate Design um, just throw a plug in for Corey he's a great guy with a really goofy sense of humor um, but yeah everything's on there and they can check it out and if they want to do their Christmas shopping or something like that they can <laughs> just around the corner So, alright alright well, it's a great-looking website, and uh, and so be sure and check that out. We'll talk about the website again before the show's over. But uh, but I did want to talk about those books because you've got some great books, and and uh, you're a member of Western Writers of America. Is that is that right? Western Writers right, of America. Yep. Yeah. And uh, again, he's an award-winning singer-songwriter author. So be sure and check out Jim's books as well as his music. Right now, I want to get to another song from the album Storyteller, Tales of the West, or From the West. And this is one called Mustanger. Who is the scoundrel that you wrote this with? <laughs> My friend and uh, longtime bandmate in Cowboy Way, and also you know, I do some duo stuff, Mariam Funk, who's, who's a German. He's from Germany, but he's from Western Germany, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> He, uh, I, I, I got this idea. A friend of mine posts historical information about Texas on a regular basis, and so the subject of the song. I read this this whole article about him and thought, Man, that's a fascinating story. And so I wanted to write the song. And sometimes I, like some songwriters, uh, end up writing the same song every time, the same chords and stuff. And I thought, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to hit Mariam up and say. I'm going to write the lyrics, and you're going to write the music. And he did and came up with a great one. So, All right. And, and this song, I, I'm reading notes on the uh, on the song. It's about Bob Lemons, who was a freed slave. He went to work for Texas rancher Duncan Lemons after Duncan, the Civil War. Right. Yeah. And uh, Lemons took him in, taught him how to read and be a cowboy. And uh, he was great with horses. So this is where this song comes from and and it it says he lived to almost 100 years of age that's something i don't want to do but uh, (laughs) this is this is the mustanger it's jim jones it's from storyteller 
Tales from the West. We'll be right back. To know what freedom really means, try starting out a slave. No choice, no chance, only chains from the cradle to the grave. But a hand up beats a hand out every single time. So you head west, find a friend, one who's colorblind. He could pay you wages, share his name, he could treat you like a man. He could show you the ways of cattle, he could help you make a hand. But there's a special gift you who knew from whence it came. And with work and luck, grit and pluck, you earned yourself a name, Mustanger. All alone you ride out, become one with the herd. Through rain and dust you earn that trust without a single word. You climb on that old leech down and ride until he's through. You take control of their hearts and souls, then they follow you. Mustanger. Out on Wild Horse Mesa, along the Rio Grande, those Mustangs made their home in that raw, unsettled land. Alone in a lanky figure, in weather foul or fair, through the thunder's crash, the lightning's flash, you were always there. When the rain and wind fan their fears, that's when you take the lead. At first they'd spook and shy a bit, that's the nature of the breed. They'd rear and boil and circle, unsure, but in the end, you'd lead those mares and colts to a downrange holding pin, Mustanger. All alone you'd ride out, because with the herd Through rain and dust You'd earn that trust Without a single word You'd climb on that old leaf stand And ride until he's through You'd take control Of their hearts and souls Then they'd follow you Mustanger It's a money, bought a ranch, ain't much that you can't do. But you were always part of the herd, didn't like living alone. So you found a wife, made a life, raised a family of your own. Mustanger. All alone you ride out, become one with the herd. Through rain and dust you earn that trust. Without a single word, you climb on that old leaf stand and ride until he's through. You take control of their hearts and souls, then they follow you. Mustanger. 
Bob Lemons was his name. Mustanger, Mr. Jim Jones is from Storyteller, Tales from the West. And uh, Jim, did you know that when I married Mary Kay, she had two Mustangs? I think I did know that, yeah. yeah. She did. She had Lady and and her Colt Bandit, who was at that time four years old. And uh, unfortunately, we had to leave them in Utah. We moved back to Nashville. But, uh, mm-hmm. Mustanger. Great, great song. Great, great, great history as you've researched yeah. some of these things. You know, yeah, it's, that, that it's, was. Have you seen Have you seen the movie Bass Reeves that that they're playing right now? The series, absolutely, yeah, um, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. I'm ready for season two. Uh, we we kind of whipped right through that. <laughs> And so now it's like, okay, <laughs> come on, get that second uh, season gosh. out there. Yeah, I, I was well, it, familiar with that that story. You know, R.W. Hampton um, uh, and Edna Mae Holden have a song that they wrote together called Bass Reeves. And so I've known about oh, that right. story for a good while. Uh, and it, it is an amazing story. And they did a fine job on that show. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, I've I've watched part of it. Looking forward to seeing the rest of it. But it's a it's a great, great, great story. But you know, it's so fascinating to talk about the Black Cowboys. And uh, I was just listening to a um, little half an hour show that Dom Clemens did with Nashville Public Television, and uh, Andy Hedges was on that with him, and Ranger Doug Green and Manuel, and uh, and a. And a young lady from the University of uh, Tennessee in Knoxville, and uh, yeah, they were talking about Nat Love, for example. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't know Nat Love came from Nashville and went out west as the slaves were being freed. And uh, yeah, I didn't know he was from, actually from Nashville. You know, yeah, it's better. Doug, Doug yeah. has a song about Nat Love. Well, actually, I think yes. what they said Nat Love left, uh, escaped from slavery, went up to Canada, and then came back after the Civil War, and then went out west and led a group of people out there. It's kind of interesting. Absolutely interesting. Interesting. Well, you are uh, uh, attracted to talented people, and one of the talented folks that you write with, I was privileged to meet for the first time. She'd been on the show several times, but I was privileged to meet her for the very first time with her husband, Dave, at the Wrangler mm-hmm. Awards in Oklahoma City year last. And uh, how did you and Deanna McCall start writing together? Gosh, I, you know, I've known Deanna for, and Dave for 15 or more years at least, and um, we did shows together and stuff. We did, She and Randy Houston and I had kind of the travel and road show. She was the first poet to have a band. <laughs> we played, backed her up musically. <laughs> um, she's such a fine writer, and I don't even remember how it came about. But, I, well, on uh, the Cowboy Way's third album, Doing What We Do, um, there's this Western State of Grace is the last song, and that's I think that's the first song Deanna and I wrote together. And I... I 
it's it's so funny. She's such a wonderful writer that I I kind of pitched the idea, the idea to her, and she liked it, so she sent me some stuff. And then I just followed her Facebook page, and I would see her posts, and I would just pick out sentences here and there and think, oh, that's brilliant. And so she wrote some of that song without even meaning to. Uh, and then we wrote uh, – she sent me the idea of Old Horses and Old Men, and uh, we wrote that with a little help from her husband, Dave, and uh, and did win a ringer. That was pretty special. You did. You did. That was, that was special. And you got to perform that at the uh... – National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum for the Wrangler Awards that year. So that was that was I kind did, of a cool thing. I didn't realize yeah. at the time. Uh, I mean, I was I was cool and confident because I've been doing this all my life and everything. And and I got back to the table and Deanna said, "Did it bother you that Taylor Sheridan and Kurt Russell were sitting at the table right at your feet?" And I said, <laughs> "Well, had I known that, it would have scared the living you know what out of me." But thankfully, I didn't see them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, you did a great job, and, and congratulations to you guys on that. So, uh, that, that's a, that's a pretty cool event, and that's coming up again the middle of April this year. And Mary Kay is going to be going back uh, as a presenter again, I think, for her fourth or fifth time. So, yeah, you had posted that. I, I mean... Yeah, yeah, two-time Wrangler Award winner herself, and I'll just brag on my wife about that. But, great event. Look forward to seeing you back there when you get your award for Storyteller Tales from the West. <laughs> a, lot, a, lot of, a lot has to happen between now and then. So. Uh, guys. Well, you and Deanna had wrote, written a great song called Cowboy Heart. How did this one come about? Tell us about Cowboy Heart. Well, you know, it's basically Deanna's story. And uh, Susan and I were driving back from Montana summer before last. And Susan is the queen of podcasts. So she had uh, Andy Hedges' uh, podcast, which is wonderful, he was interviewing Deanna. And so, and I know a lot about her history, but she was, they were talking about how she was the only one of her siblings to go into ranching. And uh, Andy asked her, well, why do you think that is? And she just kind of paused and said, I guess it's in my genes. And I turned to Susan and said, that's our next song. So I hit her <laughs> up. I said, we got to write this song. And, uh, and so, again, you know, she, boy, she is such a brilliant lyricist and, uh, came up with so many great lines and I put it together with a chorus and put it to music. And, uh, and then I do want to say what a privilege and honor it was to work with my producer, Merle Brigante, because he came up with all these cool ideas that just weren't what you'd normally hear, uh, but seemed to really serve the songs. Uh, and this, this song in particular, I just love what he came up with and, uh, captured the feel and the power that we were trying to convey about, this story, Deanna's story, and it's a story of a lot of folks who uh, just, it's in their blood to be ranchers and work the land and, and uh, thank God for them because we need them. We need them. We need them. Well, this is Cowboy Heart. It's Jim Jones. It's from his soon-to-be award-winning storyteller, Tales from the West. We'll be right back. You were the only one to stay The only one who knew the way When no one else was there You always did your part To tend the land, the horses and cattle You were the one to hang and rattle You were the only one With the cowboy heart 
You were the one to hear the call, the only one of them all. Your sisters and brothers left to make a brand new start. But you knew the cowboy way, it was written in your DNA. You were the one with the cowboy heart. You got cowboy in your blood, cowboy in your heart. From the beginning you understood you were lying bred from the start. With the wind in your face, range in your hand, make no mistake you were born to this land. Cowboy Heart. You worked your grandpa's land, though the others didn't. You couldn't have done it any other way Cause you were born to rope and ride You were born with cowboy pride There was never a choice You were meant to stay Long days in the heat and cold A mighty quick way to grow old but there's a joy in a newborn cat at a young cow's side. You never hedged your bets. You've got no regrets. You're where you're meant to be. You couldn't change it if you tried. You've got cowboy in your blood. Cowboy in your heart. From the beginning you understood You were lying red from the start With the wind in your face, range in your hand Make no mistake, you were born to this land You know who you are You got a cowboy heart You got cowboy in your blood you got cavalry in your heart From the beginning you understood Cause you were lying bred from the start With the wind in your face, rage in your hand Make no mistake, you were born to this land You know who you are, you got a cowboy heart Cowboy Heart. Cowboy Heart, Mr. Jim Jones. And Jim has been our very special, special guest today on the Campfire Cafe. And Jim, thanks for doing the show today. I appreciate it. 
Well, it's always a pleasure. Always a lot of fun just visiting and shooting the breeze with you. Well, it kind of is. And uh, and folks out there around the world, again, let's tell them how they can find your music and your books and follow your tour schedule. You go to jimjoneswestern, all one word, dot com, and uh, it'll take you right to my website and uh, tell you all that stuff. JimJonesWestern.com, and it's a great website, so be be sure and visit and uh, and spend a little money right there. And where are you going to be touring? What's what's your next event? Uh, the next one is uh, Mariam and I are going to be playing a there's a concert series. Mike Blakely just did did it back in December. It's uh, in Amarillo, Texas. It's called Everheart Concert Series. Uh, my friend Randy Palmer, who is a real fine songwriter, uh, has kind of spearheaded this with his church, and uh, so they're bringing in lots of different acts, and uh, we're going to be playing, uh, I guess, Saturday after this one there, and then uh, after that, I'm, I'm uh, let's see, we're going to Arizona in the latter part of uh, March, and I've uh, got some other stuff coming up, uh, going to the, actually, the, the Big Sky documentary film festival in Missoula, Montana in the middle of February. <laughs> it was a great time to be. In oh, Montana, wow. But <laughs> that, yeah. I started to say, Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, Mary Kay had a concert. I think it was, I think it was in Montana on Valentine day, our <laughs> first year that we were married, first year we were married. And so uh, she took off with two of the girls to head off wow. there. And I'm telling you what, she thought she's going to die before she got home with all the snow and the ice traveling back. Yeah. So you be you be careful. I, I guess you're taking Susan and Ruby with you. Taking Susan, we are uh, we actually drove up there at Christmas. We're going to uh, fly for this one and leave Ruby's home. She's insisted. She said, I'm not crazy. Y'all may be. <laughs> Our dog is smarter than uh, we are. <laughs> uh, gosh. Well, at some point in time, uh, Sam and Ruby are going to have to meet. So you guys come to Nashville. We'll put you up, okay? Yeah. Yeah, we got it. We got a room for you. We've got a room cool. for you. Well, Jim, thanks so much for being with us today. And uh, we're going to close out with one more song from the album. This one is Ride from the Brand. Would you like to tell us anything about this before we go? Uh, I co-wrote this with a wonderful writer by the name of R.G. Yoho. Uh, that's his official name. is Bob Yoho. Uh, who is uh, has written fiction, nonfiction. He writes some fine poetry. Uh, he sent me he, uh, a poem and said, can you turn this into a song? And then I turned it on its head, but I did. And uh, and Bob is retiring in, in, in three days. So congratulations, Bob. Don't go crazy. And uh, <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh. Well, this is another great song. It's a ride for the brand. It's from the album Storyteller. Tales from the West. Jim Jones has been our special guest. Jim, thanks for being with us today. A pleasure every time. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Ride for the brand. It's out with the old and with the new. It's crazy world. What's a cowboy to do? Try to make sense, but you don't understand What it means these days to ride for the brand Things keep 
changes with all we've been through And we're so far apart in our points of view What happened to heroes in taking a stand And what does it mean to ride for the brand When you ride for the brand You're true to your word Rounding up strays Protecting the herd When trouble comes calling You lend a hand Cause that's what you do When you ride for the brand We got miscommunication One big disconnect Cause no one wants to listen Show some respect But news is mostly gossip Who can you believe? Too many politicians With trouble up their sleeves People posting things They wouldn't say to your face What happened to good manners? It's a disgrace Everybody's talking Nobody understands Just what it means To ride for the brand When you ride for the brand You're true to your word Rounding up strays Protecting the herd When trouble comes calling You lend a hand Cause that's what you do When you ride for the brand There's some who might say, I'm just an old fool. I like to think what I am is old school. You learn some good lessons out riding the range. But one thing I've learned is times always change. When I was young, it sure made me mad. For old folks to say my generation was bad. I come to the end of my dance I think maybe we need to give these young folks a chance This world's no longer mine It belongs to you But if I could share some wisdom Here's what I hope you'll do Don't ignore your history It helps to understand Exactly what it means To ride for the brand When you ride for the brand, you're true to your word. Rounding up strays, protecting the herd. When trouble comes calling, you lend a hand. Cause that's what you do when you ride for the brand. That's what you do when you ride for the brand. Ride for the brand. for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be visiting with Carissa Ramsdale, the founder and director of Freedom Reigns Ranch. 
Little boy tugged at his mama's hand to get that pony right. A little scared when he climbed on, but when it was over, he cried. All the way home in the car, he chanted that pony's name. Now every Christmas and birthday, his wish list is the same. And he hears them calling his name And he needs the drum of his feet The swing is dried and the wind in a horse's mane Climbing right back on Shovels, dolls, hot hay in the snow Fed horses before dawn School bell rings when she's at the gate Calling that pony's name Years will come and years will go But this will never change She dreams of horses Followed other dreams Teachers, lawyers, nurses Or pilots or U.S. Marines Wherever we went in this world Whatever else we became With those of us born to be horsemen The dream is still the same We dream of horses And we hear them calling our names And we need the drum of the sea The swing and stride and the wind and a horse's mane The swing and stride and the wind and a horse's mane We Dream of Horses from My Better Half, Mary Kay Holt. And we're joining right now with a good friend, Miss Carissa Ramsdale, who is the founder and director of Freedom Reigns Ranch in Columbia, Tennessee. And she just sent me a picture. Carissa, that's cold. You're out there breaking <laughs> ice and and ice, icicles hanging off the barn roof. That That just doesn't look like fun. That doesn't look like fun. How you doing? You know, 
honestly, if you dress for it, it's not too bad. I'm doing great. The girls have been out here helping. We we took some time to pull them on the four-wheeler with the sled and get ice balls out of horses' feet and break ice and fill troughs. We're doing great. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Well, yesterday it was like minus five when I got up and outside. And today I think it, <laughs> it was, was 18. Cold. I'm not sure what the temperature is right now. Let's take a look and see what the temperature is in Nashville right now. So it's yeah, 33. It's uh, balmy 30, and warm. 30, <laughs> yeah, 33. I don't think it's been that warm in days and days. But uh, and, and I'm showing snow flurries. Are you getting any flurries down in Columbia? We have what looks like the tiniest bit. I don't know if you could actually qualify it as a flurry, but it's trying. So. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, be careful out there because these roads are still slick. Um, the road in front yes. of our place is just like ice, so be very yes. careful. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But thanks Don't go out of for wheel drive. That's right. That is right. But thanks for being with us and uh, and joining us on the show out there breaking ice and and with the horses and cleaning feet and all that kind of thing in this kind of weather. But tell us about. Freedom Range Ranch, and what it is that you do there. So we are a youth ranch that uses horses to help mentor kids and young adults who've been through trauma or just other things in life that have been really challenging. We do that for kids and young adults uh, ages 5 to 35 and have several different types of programs that they can be involved with. And the amazing thing is, Gary, it's all completely free of charge by the grace of God. Uh, So many amazing people, so many amazing people give to support the work here and caring for a herd of 13 horses takes a lot of work, especially when most of them are uh, are rescues themselves. They've been redeemed from abuse and neglect. And so basically pairing up kids who are going through tough stuff, horses who have made it through the tough things and watch God heal them all at once. It's pretty awesome. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, 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 that is pretty awesome, and and, uh, and congratulations on the type of work that you're doing, and the fact that it it's done at no cost to those people. But uh, Carissa, how did you get started with this? What what was the idea for Freedom Range Ranch to begin with? To begin with. Well, it wasn't so much an idea in my mind, though. God knew what He was doing all along. <laughs> no surprise there. And long story, long story short, it came from a place of redemption in my own life. Um, When I was growing up, I had been through a lot of trauma, um, dealing with a lot of abuse and um, sexual abuse being the hardest for me to overcome and work through. And because of that, my driving force in life was anger, um, especially at God and hatred toward myself. And I dealt with that by being incredibly performance-driven, you know, the, the get it done, stay out of my way, I can make anything happen type. Um, and it was because I found my value and worth when it had been so destroyed early in life. And um, got into college, realized no one was telling me I couldn't, couldn't ride a horse, and so what do you do when you're in college? And <laughs> you find any opportunity to be with horses and through a chain of events my horse was brought into my life his name is boston he is a anglo-arabian so half arab and half thoroughbred all the energy in the world and uh, he was a horse who was um, just misunderstood by past trainers his former owners were the people 
that had passed um, had a lot of challenges in it. And those trainers um, from his earlier years, they described him as mean, uncontrollable, crazy, and worthless. And <laughs> that was that was exactly how I felt. And um, through working with him, he he definitely had some uh, excitable tendencies, we shall say, and just needed someone to partner with him and make him realize that I was for him and I wasn't going to force anything on him. And um, I really wanted to show him what we can accomplish together. Basically being an ambassador of yes is what I, what um, the term is used a lot. And what is really amazing, Gary, is that's how God got a hold of my heart because he made me realize through that process of working with my horse and teaching him that I wasn't going to force him to do anything, but I wanted to invite him into relationship and I wanted to partner with him and show him what we could accomplish and, and do things together. That's what God does with us. He doesn't force us. He invites us. And so that's how God got a hold of my heart, gave my life to Jesus because of a lot of amazing, great people in my life that were asking good questions at the same time God was working through my horse. And um, then came the ranch because a neighborhood girl was, coming across the street and she had access to horses, but she liked Boston because in her mind, she looked like a unicorn. He looked like a unicorn and um, <laughs> just watched her over the course of a summer become this fully confident, radiant girl who um, was confident, not only in her ability to ride and in herself, but she started to learn about Jesus in our conversations when we were working with Boston. And that was the beginning of the rant. <laughs> And what started happening is I would share at church how God was working and um, in this girl's life. And they were like, well, we have these kids. You know, their parents just got divorced and they're really having a hard time with it. Can they come too? Okay, absolutely. And, you know, Boston wasn't kids' horse. They played the part really well. And um, then a friend was like, do you need some help? Like, you have three kids coming today. And I'm like, oh, that'd be great. Well, that was the first volunteer. Um, wow. And now here we are. Yeah, now here we are goodness nine years later we're in our ninth year of ministry and to see God's faithfulness and now um as I'm sure you've seen this incredible place that was donated and it's a full functioning 38 acre equestrian facility with mentoring and doing over 2,500 ministry hours a year and hundreds of people coming to enjoy this place and just get to see all God has created and his experience his love through a horse I mean that's what he does with a yes, and he does that with every single one of us in our own ways. So I just get to be wow. along for the ride on this one, and I love it. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Well, I became aware of you through uh, through a friend of ours who's been a volunteer out there, and that's Tisha. Yes, Miss uh, Tisha. Yeah, and uh, uh, so Tisha told us about you, and she's volunteered there in the past. I think she said yes. she hadn't been able to for the last a session or two, but uh, she was looking forward yeah. to getting back out there. But uh, so, how many horses you have? Thirteen. You have thirteen horses. We do. We have. We do. We have thirteen, all the way from a mini horse that's no higher than my knees to a two thousand pound draft horse that towers over my head. <laughs> wow! Wow! And how many volunteers do you have out there helping you? Uh, right now, I believe uh, we were just doing our numbers. I think about seventy, seventy-one volunteers. So Whoa. awesome army of folks. And as of today, today, however, there are eight people here helping out. 
But well, seven, yeah, that could be a little total. rough. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so, how many how many uh, young people and young adults are you helping currently? Do you know? Right now, we are on break for the winter, um, but we start up again here in February, and we have on average about fifty kids coming twice a month, um, kids and young adults, I should say. Um, for their sessions, and last year we served uh, 201 individuals throughout the course of the year in multiple sessions. Wow, wow. Now, Carissa, how long does the session uh, last? How, how long a period of time are they in the program? Yeah, so sessions can look a little different based on what each individual needs. We have three okay. main programs. And a one-on-one program is a 90-minute session with a leader and a horse, and that happens twice a month for the course of the year for an individual. And then we have our junior rancher sessions, which are small groups, and those are groups of girls ages 9 to 21 that are broken up by age and life circumstance. And they get to come for a three-hour time twice a month for the year. And then we also have family and special circumstance group sessions for individuals um, that have collectively gone through trauma together. So, for example, survivors of mass shooting um, or those that are living in a group home, trafficking survivors, we have come out on a regular basis as well. And they come out on average once or twice um, in a season, so spring, summer, and fall. And they get to have an extended two-hour time each time they come as well. Wow. 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 Well, I'm going to take a break. And uh, there's a song. There's a song that Marianne Kennedy, who is down in Fairview, Tennessee, wrote and uh, and performed. And this song is called Who Saved Who? And when we come back, Mm. we're going to talk a little bit about Who Saved Who. But you're listening to... Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network with our special guest, Carissa Ramsdale. We'll be right back. No matter who you 
Tennessee. And uh, Carissa, talk to us a little bit about the horses that you have there. Hmm. <laughs> that song was so beautiful. Sorry, I teared up at that. It was amazing. So our horses well, it's appropriate. are, yeah, because it described everything so well. Um, our horses are some that have been rescued from abuse and neglect themselves. Um, we've worked with law enforcement on a couple cases and others have known love their entire lives and have been taken great care of and just can no longer do their careers Two that stick out to me. Uh, redemption. We call him Remy for short. His, um, uh, his, uh. His, case, <laughs> his case is particularly close to my heart. He was a horse that was um, taken from law enforcement by law enforcement um, after watching his pastor mate die of starvation, and he wasn't far himself. Um, When we got him in, he weighed 680 pounds, which is critically low, and was severely dehydrated, had split hooves, and just was completely disregarded. Um, The amazing thing is he is a horse that has no mistrust of humans he loves them he loves people and he's a perfect example of what it means to walk out forgiveness because i just can't imagine being in that way (laughs) of watching 
such horror and living through such atrocious neglect and then simply loving people. And he still wow. deals with some challenges. Um, he he uh, is a horse that is very high on the anxiety scale. And so we definitely have to work with him to overcome some of that. But he is a horse that totally trusts the person he's with. And it's just a beautiful picture of what God can do when we trust him and how he can redeem and restore life and give so much purpose after pain. Um, so his story definitely sticks out to me as just one that, is a perfect picture of what God not only does for these horses, but also what he does in our own life. Right, 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 right. So it was kind of interesting to me when you were talking about uh, some of the young ladies that have been trafficked. And, yeah. and so kind of uh, abuse and emotional trauma do these people have when they come to see you? Unfortunately, a lot of times they've seen the worst humanity has to offer, and it it is something that unfortunately they all ha- a lot of them have common around here. Um, many have been through trafficking situations, um, human trafficking, um, which includes, of course, sexual assault and abuse. Uh, we right. have those who survive domestic violence situations. Um, we have a couple kids who have survived. Um, mass shooting in this area um, as well as every goodness everything that you can imagine it's they've they've probably walked here (laughs) on these grounds but what's important to remember is that they're they're not those things those things don't define them here here they are um, a, a kid who wants to hang out and be with a horse and be loved and and seen for who they are, which is valued and who has worth and who is in the process of walking out what God has for redemption for them. And that is, that is what we all have in common is we're, we're not, we're not what happened to us. We're not what um, has gone wrong in our lives. We're not our mistakes. We're who God calls us uh, to be. And so while so many have been through some really challenging things it it really is it's something that we don't like to define them by because we are so in now the healing part of that process with them <laughs> yeah yeah well it's uh it's amazing to me when i see uh equine therapy programs all across the country the mm-hmm. powerful effect that horses have on people and the healing power it's incredible that horses <laughs> yeah have. yeah and uh, and you were talking you were talking about Remy and him being able to trust people, you know. I think the same thing holds true. They can feel people. Horses can feel people. They can sense people. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. So it's it's just an amazing thing that you're doing. So Carissa, how can people get in touch with you? How do they know about your program? How can they get in touch with you? So the easiest way to find us is our website, and that's freedomrainsranch.com. Rains is spelled R-E-I-G-N-S, so freedomrainsranch.com. And we're on social media as well on Instagram and Facebook at Freedom Rains Ranch. So those are the easy places to find us, um, and that has our address on it as well. And we just ask that anyone who wants to visit to make sure that they schedule a tour. Sometimes we have 
sessions with individuals that are protected by law. And so we have the ranch um, closed to the public for a lot of those times. So just send right. us an email and we'll make sure to get you out here. <laughs> All right. And you host a lot of events that are fundraising type events as well. So if people want to get involved uh, in that way with, with you and, or just make donations, I'm, I'm sure they could just go to the website and find out that information as well. Yeah, absolutely. We have um, all that information on our website on the events tab. Um, we, of course, love when people want to donate and choose to support because that's how we do what we do since we are a free of charge program. Um, that right. information is all on the website as well. <laughs> all right. And how long have you been at your new location? Because that hasn't been too long, has it? No, it hasn't. So that is a crazy, amazing God story. And we got access to this land March of la this past year, 2023. We officially moved the horses over on May 27th, so not much longer after that. Um, and then our barn and covered arena that was donated by the Jekyll Center was completed for us uh, the first week in November. And so we wow. went from raw, la raw land with no power and water to a fully functional facility in nine months, and most of that was done by volunteer power. <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. It truly was a feat. <laughs> wow. Wow. It was, wow. It was a lot of people giving a lot and doing a lot of hard work. Truly a community. It takes a village kind of effort. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, I look forward to coming out and seeing you and visiting, but I'm going to wait until it gets a little bit warmer. I'm not coming the next <laughs> few days. That sounds good. We'll put you to work if you come today. <laughs> I'm not coming today. I've I've broken plenty of ice in my time. Uh, but there anyway, you thank you for sending me that picture. That was such a cool picture with the, the horses out there. So, anyway. Well, yeah, it's it Freedom Reigns Ranch. Freedom Reigns Ranch. Tell us again the website. Freedom Reigns Ranch. Reigns is R-E-I-G-N-S. All right. And so that's freedomreignsranch.com. And uh, yes. visit the website. And um, let folks know that if they're going through some kind of a trauma, that they might want to reach out to them and get involved in the programs that they have. And if people have horses that they might know of or want to donate, are you still accepting a few horses? We are. So we have a lot of information that we seek when we're looking at donated horses. And so just reach out to us by email and we'd love to see if they might be a good fit. All right. That's great. That's great. Well, Carissa, thank you for taking the time to be with us, especially since you're out in the middle of the field calling in on this cold <laughs> January day in Middle Tennessee. We appreciate you. Oh, goodness. It's my joy, Gary. Thank you so much for having me on today. It was All right. Look look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Sarah. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm not Sarah. Right, thanks, Carissa. Through. I'm looking at the next song that I'm playing. That's why I said that. But anyway, <laughs> thanks, Carissa. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Gary, so much. When I was only three And that pony, he was mean as hell And he beat the 
part of me When I was five I met my baby man In her mane a big red bow We were together from that day on We had always Texas to roam And I'd ride me and my best friend we'd fly Wind in her mane across the plains into the night I'd ride just the two of us wild and free She'd switch his head, throw a head a little And look back at me and I'd ride Chasing goats and roping cats You would say we were inseparable She was the best friend I've ever had And I'd ride, me and my best friend we'd fly Wind in a mane, across the plains into the night I'd ride, just the two of us, wild and free Twist your tail, throw a head a little, and look back at me, and I'd ride. She knew my secrets, I sang her song. She never minded if I cried. When she passed, I thought I'd die I think about her often now And I know I'll see her again somehow And I'll ride, me and my best friend will fly Wind in a mane, across the plains into the night I'll ride, just the two of us, wild and free song is I Ride. Well, thanks for joining us today for the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America. A lot of fun talking with our good friend, Mr. Jim Jones, out in New Mexico and sharing music from his great new album, Storyteller, Tales from the West. And uh, and it was, it was so much fun to talk with Carissa Ramsdale, and she sent me a photograph. She's just out in the middle of the pasture with the horses today. 33 degrees right now in Nashville and uh, icicles hanging from the barn. 
with ice in the troughs, so she was great to visit. But that is Freedom Reigns Ranch in Columbia, Tennessee. Freedom Reigns Ranch, R-E-I-G-N-S, ranch.com. Visit their website. If you know of someone that is going through trauma or uh, sexual abuse or problems uh, in that nature, reach out to them and get them involved in their equestrian therapy program. And uh, great, great visit with her today. Look forward to having them back. And we're going to have to make a trip down to Columbia to visit their facility as well. We want to remind you that you can listen to our shows on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most other streaming platforms. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. You can also find us on our website at equestrianlegacy.net. Not only do we have the Campfire Cafe and Saddle of America that you can tune into on Thursdays, but live from Nashville is now airing live on Tuesdays. And, of course, all of the shows can be heard at any time, anywhere around the world. Be sure and tune in to all of the shows. We appreciate you doing that. And uh, tell your friends, we appreciate you doing that as well. So it's been a great show. We're going to say goodbye for today, and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday for Live from Nashville. We'll close the show today with a great song from Mr. Don Edwards and Rex Allen. It's called Capo. Thanks for listening. I'm lonesome, but I'm happy. Rich, but I'm broke. And the good Lord knows the reason I'm just a cowpoke. From Cheyenne to Douglas, all the ranges I know Cause I drift with the wind, no one cares where I go Oh, I ain't got a dime in these wore-out old jeans So I'll stop eating steak and I'll go back to beans I'll pick up a ten spot in Prescott I know a Riding the Bronx in the big rodeo If there ain't a big drought, then the first time it snows, I'll be heading back south. And I ain't got no worries, cause I ain't got the time. I'm too busy living this free life of mine. all summer with her on my mind but I'll never be branded never be broke I'm a carefree range riding dripped in cowpoke